0: Podcast verse, tis I, Matt, without Benjamin this week. Um, we weren't able to get our schedules synced up, so you just have to deal with me today or <laughs> stop listening and wait for next week. Um, but, uh, you know, I realize that the show takes a real hit when when Ben isn't here or on, you know, you when Joe isn't around. So, uh you know, the, the trail provides, uh, and Ben sent me this very, very Ben thing uh, that I'm going to kick the show off with just to have his spirit and essence with us uh, for the next however long that I go rambling on. So he sends me this message uh, via email, and all it says is engineering project, and then sketchy link. Like, that's it. <laughs> like that. That's it. And it drops me over to this website that I've never heard of before called monthly.com. And it's just this, looks like this like innovators LinkedIn style social media platform where you just like publish ideas that you had. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> his is uh, is Project One A brainstorming, uh, and his is called the the Hopper. Uh, and his write up is fantastic. I'm just going to try to read it. I obviously won't do perfect justice to his tone of voice, but you might mess So This is his, uh, his pitch on the Kugelhopper. Uh, quote The fam jam loves baking things cookies, breads, and stuff. They don't quite stir the gumption to disorganize those ingredients on their own. Often they wait for me to have a weak moment, fold like a chair, and bake the day away. Quote No more! End quote, I say. I give them this, the Kugelhopper, named after that strange Austrian-bred Kugelhopf. Uh, in the lazy mornings of the weekend, no longer will powdered items be gathered, sorted, sifted, and stirred by feeble human hands. Nay, they shall be balanced, blended, and beat by robots, working only to satisfy their master's cravings for pancakes, brownies, or, dare I say, combinations of all of them. Uh, we are truly playing God. Maybe we be spared for what we are about to do. End <laughs> quote. And I recognize that I'm, I'm giving you this this write-up in an uh, you know auditory format, but it, it is accompanied by a picture of, I mean, really, just imagine just like an automated mixing bowl, but atop of it, like those topping dispensers in like a soft-serve ice cream place or a frozen yogurt shop, candy shop thing, so just like, Um, You know imagine you would have the different types of flowers or ingredients and they would all just be in these cisterns and you'd punch in like Family recipe brownies and then all of a sudden You know it would go about do it drop it into the bowl and mix things in so literally you just have to have this contraption You know filled at the times with just bulk amounts of these ingredients and it would do the rest to like make the batter uh, presumably it, it doesn't go any further into uh, whether or not you would just have to like have a timer set and then it would tell you like okay batter's ready put it into the forming trays or whatever but there you go man just a little sliver of Ben, and one I just I love when he I just love the tone he writes in and just the. it is really a stream of consciousness endeavor when he like starts talking about things that get him excited uh, i mean it really is the uh, the second to last paragraph the uh nay they shall be bound splendid and beat by robots working only to satisfy their master's cravings uh and then the last sentence is just the most banned way of putting it we are truly playing god may we be spared what we are about to do incredible so there's your little sliver of ben uh to get this thing going and you know if that's all you come here for then you know what man you can uh you can leave now we'll see you next week it was nice um nice talking to you uh man so i was like okay ben and i can't sync up but i really do want to start using this space more um and so i just wrote down a list of (laughs) this crazy shit that's been on my mind um Uh, and there's no particular order or flow, uh, that would require talent and attention and time, uh, to, you know, maybe structure those things out. So I can just, I'm just going to jump around. Uh, one thing that's been happening a lot lately is I've been having very weird, vivid dreams. And I think it's only as a product of like starting this cholesterol medication, but it's not a side effect of the medication. So I don't know if I've just always had these dreams and now like because of the the change in my life the most notable one that I can think of is this medication right so in my head You know, dreams have no significance. I'm dead inside. They don't tell the fortune or the future or anything like that. They're not, you know, the universe's way of communicating with me. It's just like your brain is body chemistry and is doing shit, you know, basically defragging while you're asleep. That's just how it is in my head. Um, So for me, I'm like, okay, well, the only new input is this chemical Uh, That's supposed to be treating cholesterol. So that's got to be the reason I'm I'm experiencing these because prior to this, like, I mean, for years, dreamless sleeps, like it would be surprising for me to remember having dreamt maybe twice a year. Um, since, like, 2015. So it's just been really weird that, like, consistently, almost every night I'm, like, waking up, remembering my dreams, thinking about my dreams, and they're all... I mean, the dreamscape is, you know, notoriously bizarre and surreal, Um, and these are no different. Like, a lot of them involved being chased or trying to do, like, some type of clandestine uh, mission that I'm trying to sort out. Uh, I have started, but not... Uh, by started, I mean I've... <laughs> I've, like, laid the materials out to to write them, to have, like, a dream journal, which I know sounds so cliche, but to have this dream journal next to where I'm sleeping, so, like, because they're so fucking weird that I want to wake up and basically just use it as fodder for any of the other type of, like, creative writing that I'm doing. Um, So, but I have yet to actually, like, turn over and write it down. I usually am just like, oh, fuck, what's going on? Okay, it's it's just curl up and try to like summon myself back to sleep. Um, But I don't know. I think it's, I wonder if I'm the only one experiencing this. Um, Or if, you know, I know that there are some hippier friends who I have and who may or may not listen to this, but I wonder if other people are experiencing like an uptick in the frequency of vivid dreams that they can remember and recall. You know, or if they had a uh, like, I guess, a doldrum or like a quiet period in their life with dreams that they're now coming back from. I don't know. Um, I would just be curious because it's just so abnormal for me. Uh, I don't, you know, and and things in life are certainly happening for me as far as being abnormal. Like, you know, I finally got my own place just about a month ago. Is when I moved in here, and so it's been a full month. Living on my own here in Harrisburg, which has been super nice, to be quite honest with you. Like, it was the right move made in t- typical me fashion two months late <laughs> to do the right thing. Uh, so, it's been nice here um, this upcoming weekend. So, this is going to get published tomorrow on March 31st. The upcoming weekend is Easter. Uh, and it's my first time going back out backpacking since I finished the AT in November. Um, a little over five months since I finished hiking the AT, uh, and I'm going with a group of five, we're gonna go southbound. It's been weird, I've been kind of returning to the AT orbit, so to speak. Like, obviously this backpacking trip is the most immediate and significant element of that, but I don't know, I've been reminiscing a lot about it, and also, um, I started reading this memoir of another AT hiker, um, he hiked to the trail in 2003 and his book is called AWOL on the AT. AWOL was his hiker name uh, and reading his memoir has really uh, been cool but strange at the same time. It's like reading someone's memoir of the their time at the same high school that you went to um, but you know years separated but it's interesting when he'll he'll mention shelters, and I'll be like, oh, I stayed there, or I know what you... Or, um, big cities and towns that, I shouldn't say (laughs) cities, there's, like, really only one city that you hit on the 18th. Well, that's not true. Hanover, Harpers Ferry, uh, uh, I think the rest are more towns than (laughs) than cities, but uh, I don't know, anyone living like in the Boshwash Corridor would probably be like, no, 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 none of those are cities. But anyhow... Uh, it's wild hearing him talk about the, this stuff. Um, uh, I'm learning like new te- terminology that I just either wasn't exposed to or had faded out of fashion on the trail. So like a lot of things that are still used a bunch: nobo, sobo, f- uh, flip floppers. Uh, talking about the direction you're heading in the trail or how you're completing the trail, blue blazing, purists, that kind of stuff is all still very similar. But a new one that I had never heard before was PUDS. And it stands for pointless ups and downs. And that is all the AT is. And I was like, yeah, damn. I uh, I mean, it just resonated so true once I heard it. I was like, you're right. That is how I would describe most of the trail is just a fucking bunch of PUDS, man. Uh, but it's wild revisiting this memoir. Um... Because his writing style is is strange, so it is both a memoir of the trail, um, well, closer to a memoir than, if you're familiar with, probably one of the most famous Appalachian Trail books is Bill Bryson's A Walk in the Woods, and that is closer to, I would say, like, an extended essay or report than it is a memoir about hiking the A.T., um, because he really goes into the history of the trail. Um, he has this cat's person who is also a character in their own right to kind of like help tell the story through. Whereas AWOL in his writing, it's very much journal, journal-like in that it's, I woke up at this time, I left... Here. I stopped here. I went here. I saw this person. Da, da, da. Here's like a brief capture of that conversation. And then it just jumps into the next thing. So there's this guy who is, I don't know if he's many sketchy hikers on the trail that are just glommed on into this one. But there's a story about a, a hiker that um, starts out as Stevo, is his trail name, who is just like, for those who haven't hiked TAT listening, it's just the, like, cliche, tragic figure, weird vibe kind of guy that you meet out there sometimes of, like, they have a sob story and they're going to make sure you hear about it. And they're going to tell you everything. And it's all kind of to this angle of trying to get money out of you, trying to get uh, something out of you. And this dude named Stevo is just a constantly mooching and uh i I don't know some people would say cheating on the trail as far as like man he'll take rides two three hundred miles north you know just to or whatever to to just get further along says he'll come back and hike the section that he's not doing now but you know whatever uh and he's constantly like he's mooching free rides he's mooching money he's mooching food he's mooching gear which i think is astounding and he's always got these crazy sob stories but you read about these characters and I'm like, God damn. I remember people like that that I'm glad I wasn't as exposed to on the trail. I really didn't have that, that that many types of people, mostly because the pace I was keeping was pretty intense. Like AWOL, surprisingly, from the start, was doing like 17 to 20 mile days. Uh, and that's a pace I had to work up to like a month into my uh, hiking experience. So for him he's easily able to leave folks behind who are kind of like less than desirable, especially because those people tend not to put on crazy miles. Um, but reading about characters like steve and then there's the, another one that I just read this morning was he doesn't name the person, which I think is interesting because he goes out of his way to like really list, but not keep track of, or it's not easy for me to keep track of all these through hikers that he's run into, you know, and it's, hard because everyone's trail name is not like a normal name you know it's like in his book it's Tipperary and Mash and blah 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 you know it's just it's hard to keep track of what states he met these people in uh it's just and the cast continues to grow just like on the AT like you're meeting people pretty much every day unless you're hiking at the same pace or we are with like a trail family so there's not a lot of recurring characters uh or consistently recurring characters unless you're in a group and AWOL's hiking the trail by himself, but he kind of finds a bubble um, every now and again. But anyhow, he runs into this sad guy. And dude, it just made me remember. I can't think of his name, but he his real name is Matt, just like my, uh, mine. Um, and I remember that this dude was also one of those, like, <sighs> um, sad poets on the trail. Just like... Over romanticized and and was overly dramatic about everything. Just like fawned over every girl he met on the trail and was then heartbroken when they just like didn't reciprocate. Um, I mean, there's a, a term for hiking on the trail when you're just like trying to hook up. It's called pink blazing. Um, and it and this goes beyond pink blazing because there's there's certainly the the game in that, like in college or dating or whatever, where you're hiking or not, (laughs) not in those settings, but on the trail, you're hiking. But in those settings, we are like, you're just looking for casual romance. You know, you're looking for a fun time with a person low to no strings attached. Um, And that's the extent of it, right? And it's kind of understood. And so when you get rejected, it's really not an, uh, it's not, it's weird to take it personally when, like, yeah, because that might just not be what those people are looking for even in those settings, right? And it's fine. Uh, but these are the people who, like, take it personally and are just like, oh, why won't anyone love me? I go to the bar every night and I just can't find my soulmate. Oh, and just, like, uh, and that is, like, Annoying to, to hear about and listen to over an extended period of time in just the normal world. But then there are people like that on the trail who this guy in AWOL's memoir just takes time in the trail ledgers and trail logs and, and things to just be like, woe is me. I really wish this person would love me. da 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 You know, they're on my hiking experience and all the privies from like North Carolina up to... Like up into Maine, there was an unknown author, but who kept writing about Sarah and just dude, this Sarah girl fucked his head up because um, in every only in privies. It's so weird. Uh, You know, he didn't write about it on the logs, maybe because he wanted it to his lamenting to live longer than just his hiking year. Um, Because, yeah, in every Privy, he'd be like, oh, I wish Sarah would take me back. I miss her. Uh, My hike is so hard knowing that she doesn't love me. Just real sappy shit like that. So I don't know. It's fascinating to getting back to the AT in in both ways, physically walking it this weekend, but then like mentally reminiscing and thinking about it as as I listen to, uh, or not listen to, as I read, Awas memoir and i don't know man it's it's weird i i certainly am glad that i'm not hiking anymore but there are there are days when i miss the simplicity of of hiking where i would do 20 miles and that would feel like a day you know and that was good whereas now like i'm still in this weird patchwork employment situation and uh, unless I force myself to, I don't have to leave my apartment to, you know, get anything done. Uh, or, you know, I don't have anywhere to be. Whereas, at least on the AT, it was like, yeah, man, literally all you have to do is just walk from this shelter to this shelter or this town or whatever. And that's your day. You're done. Um, getting back to the AT is a, is a weird thing that uh, I've been doing uh, a lot, recently at least. Um, it's strange because... You just get into these weird uh, feelings of, or you, (laughs) this is me projecting, you all know these things you do, Uh, I have been getting into, because my to-do list keeps extending, but not getting checked off, I keep feeling like, fuck, what am I doing, I thought I'd be better than this by now, I don't know, I think maybe everyone feels this way, or this is part of like the achievement hangover, you know? Uh one of the things that I joked about while being on the AT was a lot of folks were like, "Oh, if you can do this, you can do anything." And I never bought into that because I was like, "Well, I don't know if I if I can do the AT, I can do I've done that. And I can do other things similar to hiking, but I understand the mindset is what they're speaking to, right? Like, "Oh, if you can set your mind to achieve this really hard thing, you can you know do that for any other difficult thing that you want to do and to a degree they're right you know like that mental fortitude is easy to summon at times but the trick is and awol points it out in his memoir that like tricking your brain is harder than it sounds like i wanted to hike the at and i knew that it would end you know like all i had to do was accomplish a finite thing and then you know that's a rat baby but in life it's not that. Uh, The gumption to develop a a fresh career path and uh, job prospects or whatever, for example. That same attitude is like, there is no end to work, you know? You'll always be doing something. Uh, And so getting that mindset to, to go back to this never ending treadmill is a lot harder than hey you're going to be doing this hard thing but it's going to be for a short period of time same thing with like a a thing that I've been not lamenting but maybe struggling to think to get through is just like the return to relationships or dating or whatever I certainly want that element of my life to find its legs again and start going I just don't want to do dating apps, and it feels like that's the only way to do it now, like, the, I, I feel like a crazy person when I'm like, well, I don't want to do that, just like when I'm like, well, I don't use social media stuff anymore, it's bad, you know, most people, I, I feel like I'm inviting p- people to roll their eyes, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, guy, like, <laughs> relax, we get it, uh, you're unique, uh, um, but yeah, I, the mindset that you can achieve anything is not as easy to translate to the rest of your life. You're a lot harder to trick than you think. Because as soon as your brain realizes that you're trying to trick yourself, uh, it, it doesn't work. It fa- it's a house of cards. Um, or maybe the emperor's new clothes is the better uh, analogy for it. I don't know. Uh, but it's harder, man. Especially when I think of like career and dating, or kind of the two empty pockets in my life that I've been fine to walk with um, for the last year and a half. Like, uh, I knew my career in indie was kind of a dead end. Uh, It was a comfortable dead end, uh, but you know, not like I wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't gonna change my life uh, any more than it already had, right? Like, it gave me some kind of financial freedom, security and in a place that wasn't terrible to live. Uh, I didn't hate every day. You know, like, it was, it, was a, it was a dead end, but it was a comfortable dead end. Uh, and I don't know, I was cool living with that for a while. But, you know, finishing the AT, one of the things that I kind of promised to myself or a resolution that I had come to was that just like, man, I don't... <sighs> you know, I, that's just not how I wanna live um as far not to say that not to say that the the job has to be fulfilling right like i don't expect to be there was certainly a time where i felt inadequate because the job i had was like uh it wasn't impressive it it, it wasn't going to change the world it didn't have that kind of like oh look at me type thing right it For whatever reason, and there are lots of reasons, you know, in my head, or at least in my head, they were reasons of why, like, why isn't it enough to just, it wasn't enough to just pay the bills, make savings, and like be able to afford a a pretty comfortable existence. Like for whatever reason in my head, uh, that wasn't enough, right? So I felt inadequate about that job. And now I don't feel that way at all. I think uh, I don't really care what I do to make money uh, I think the the parameters I would want to put around it are like, I don't want to be actively shitting on other people or making other people's lives worse by the thing I'm doing. Uh, I The things I want are those comfort things as far as like I just want to be able to,, uh, you know, grow families, have a consistent relationship, be able to do, small things that i love like my passions are not very uh financially intensive right maybe the travel and the hiking but that's only if you add on like if i wanted to be a full-time traveler um and own a home then yeah that's a way bigger financial commitment than one or the other you know you just got to choose these paths so uh but it's it's i've been walking with this empty pockets of career and dating And I've been fine with that because they're just like, they weren't going to be conducive to the lifestyle I wanted to have, which was through hiking at the time. I knew I didn't want to stay in Indiana and I knew I didn't want to really try to maintain a long distance relationship while hiking on the trail. And so, for those reasons, like, Indy just always felt like a very, very ethereal place. I just knew I wasn't going to get committed to being there. And so I didn't commit to being there. But now I'm in a place where, like, I'm very close to a lot of friends. I'm in shooting distance of family. You know, like, uh, not that Central PA is the best place to live, but it's honestly not bad. I like it. It's nice. Um, And so now I'm in this place where, okay, I don't really want to have that traveler lifestyle for a while, like a year or two. Okay, how do I make a life where, how do I start to fill these pockets of career and uh, relationships again? and i don't, and i just i come up dry cuz i don't know at times i i wonder if i've regressed or if i just haven't made any if i've just been on pause in those elements for so long that the thought process around it has atrophied to the point where i'm not creative or confident enough to put myself out there for lack of a better term And yeah, I mean, this stuff just spirals and (laughs) spirals and spirals and spirals. Uh, And I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling it, right? Like, you know, I have friends in so many different stages of of life from where I am, whether uh, in, in all those different areas, whether it's relationships or careers or personal discovery, creative development, you know, whatever it is. Like, they're all in these different areas, but I'm sure that this cycle of Frustration, uh, feelings of inadequacy, hopelessness, maybe just feeling lost kind of permeate through We you just kind of toil through them in these ruts. Like People have been asking me, like, like, how are you? And I go, like, man, I'm just trying not to spin my wheels and become a complete degenerate. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that's true, man. Like, right now... I certainly could become those things. And I'm just trying to fill my day with things to not be that, you know? So that's, I'm trying to read as much as I can or I'm trying to exercise more. I have this, I mentioned earlier, this like growing list of goals I set for myself or am setting for myself that I need to achieve. So way back when I thought I was gonna live with Ben for a month, and then I got the Rona, and then shit just got kind of weird with, like, vaccine rollout or whatever. But prior to that, when the plan was to live with him for a month, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a list of things to do when we're up there. Uh, and so here's here's the list that I wrote down. Beat a game, any game, uh, go on an adventure, binge a show, run a DD campaign, plan a backpacking trip, create beauty. Specifically, I wanted to build, like, uh, physical gaming table for the high school friend D&D group that we have. Um, I wanted to build that, write a story, video blog, and or journal, maybe podcast. Um, design a space and then build it. Uh, this was with the idea of, Ben was looking to like retrofit his, um, uh, like, I don't want to say pool house, because it's more like a shed. But it has a bathroom in it. So he was going to try to build that into like a one room efficiency uh, home, a tiny home, really, uh, in his yard. And so I was like, oh, that'd be neat to get into that. But I've also, you know, really been considering that as far as like hosteling, you know, and and working in that hostel space and trying to build that. Uh, Consume and critique art was another, like, bullet point of mine, really, really to learn how to like have tastes and describe your tastes, because I know that I'm a, a shitty person that always voices <laughs> has so many opinions and is constantly voicing it, but uh, it would be better to be capable of articulating and explaining what's going on in my head, other than just the, uh, like, the blunt like or dislike, you know, to really talk through um, what it is to consume something and kind of tease it out. And, and really, uh, I mean, obviously it helps me, uh, you know, one of the signs of mastery is being able to teach others. And so when you can explain it to someone else and they can understand and be successful, then you know that you really have a grasp of the subject matter. So for me to be able to explain well to people, my thoughts and feelings and, and ideas, it means that I have a pretty firm grip on what those things are. So I wanted to consume a critique. Uh, I wanted to find another creator and follow their work. Like someone whose work inspires me. And then I was like, oh, I would love to do that or be capable of this. And so I still haven't found like that person. Mostly because I'm just, I'm not even 100% sure of like what that thing is that I want to do it's in this kind of nebulous field of storytelling, whether that's through uh, writing a story or um, creating one uh, via, like, tabletop gaming. But I don't know. I I haven't really narrowed in on what that creator would be doing Um, and then their work that I would want to follow and, like, grow and be inspired from. And then the last thing on the list was interview someone who influences me. Which I guess I do weekly with, you know, my my best friends influence me. You know, Joe and Ben. And then, you know, Sean and I, since I've been closer, we've been able to hang out more. So he and I being able to talk is really awesome. And, you know, those people influence me greatly. Um, But I don't know. I thought I had maybe not. uh, I was just thinking on, like, uh, hmm, I don't know. I hate saying to say bigger or macro scale diminishes the r- role that those people play in my life and like those three in particular are way more significant in my life than any celebrity I could interview. But it would still be interesting to talk to that stranger really, you know, so inf- you know, interview a stranger who has influenced me, I think might be the better way to phrase it. But So I've had this list and it keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, and um, only checking off a few things, like uh, I checked off beat a game because I beat Streets of Rage Four, like, <laughs> like silly shit like that. Um, you know, I have started running uh, a D and D campaign too, uh, and that's been a crazy challenge, right? Um, another moment of inadequacy of like oh you want to be. You want to be ready to entertain your friends. And give them something that's worth their time. You know, especially because, like, the friends I'm playing with, they all, two of them have wives and kids. Uh, the others are all, like, really busy career people um, and, and just have a lot of shit going on. Uh, uh, well, I guess three have wives. Two of the two of those three have kids. But, you know, point being that it's like, oh, man, like, these people are fucking busy. Uh, I've really got to show up with a story to tell, with something for them to play with. Uh, and so, you know, that has pushed me to, one, obviously think creatively, it's, but then it's also so different to take it from these, these notes and the story and kind of the vibe that I have in my head, and then to try to take it to a place where uh, they're seeing it in maps and hearing it in characters and getting details and story and things like that that, you know, try to think through. And what's interesting about using the storytelling method of playing a tabletop game is I have to try to anticipate how they think. So the uh, effectiveness of the session sometimes is predicated on, like, how well do I know my friends that I think I can make this game for them that they will be able to jump into and play with without a lot of hand-holding, right? That's the... I mean, that's kind of the, the challenge of all of this. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's most of me. <laughs> that's most of my list, gang. So, I, uh, I really... Uh, it's a short episode, but Ben and I will be back um, at some point next week, and then he's actually coming down to stay with me through a huge chunk of April, so... We'll have some, uh, you know, maybe better audio quality, or we'll just be able to more uh, frequently podcast. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you take care of yourselves. Have a great Easter, and if you're listening after Easter, then I hope you're doing well. All right, bye.